0: Hey, it's Jessica Dirksen, and you are listening to the You Podcast, the place to be to get the tools to live your life by design so that you can be the person you want to be and live a life that you love. Welcome to the You Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dirksen, and today I have an incredible episode. I'm so excited for it. I get the chance to speak with Michelle Bateman, and Michelle is the founder of Soul Journey, where she is a transformational soul coach, a dynamic speaker, and a facilitator on really powerful topics of self-love, the art of surrender, and five magic questions to create a life you love. All of the things that I am about. Michelle is passionate about helping women discover who they are and create a life they love by uniquely combining neuroscience and spirituality to create lasting results quickly in her individual coaching, her workshops, events, and even destination retreats. She's also created a soul tribe that unites women on the same path to support each other's journey and feel connected in community. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So why don't we start? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are and what you're up to in
1: the world so my name is Michelle Bateman and I'm the founder and CEO of Soul Journey and I am someone who is passionate about personal growth about learning about transforming my own life and Through doing that, I realized that there's so many things that we're not taught. There's so many things we don't learn about our mindset, how we think and how that creates our reality. And so once I learned how to change that for me in my life, it changed everything. And that's what ignited my passion and purpose to share that with other women, to empower them to know that they have the ability to change their life, no matter what the circumstances are, and they have the ability to create a life they love. I had the belief that I was unhappy, I was always gonna be unhappy, my life sucked and it was always gonna suck. (laughs) And that's where I came from. And so once I realized you have the ability to change that, it was so freeing and exciting to me. So that's when I realized that this is what I needed to do. I needed to share this message to help other women because I hear all the time that they're struggling, they feel lost, they feel confused, they don't really know where to turn. So I'm super passionate about helping women do that. And I love having community. I love bringing women together in the community to support each other as they learn and grow because I believe together we can accomplish so much more. So that's what, a little bit about who I am, what I'm passionate about and what I've created.
0: Awesome. I love it. Yes, you do a lot of events that I see. So just talking about that community. Um, But before we go into more of that, could you share with us kind of how this journey started for you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Not funny. Um, So... About seven years ago, my marriage ended, and the catalyst to that was laying there one night thinking I wanted to smother him with a pillow. I was so angry, I was so bitter, I was so unhappy. And I realized, okay, I didn't do it. Let's first say that. (laughs) Um, But it was my wake up call to look at I don't know who I am anymore. I used to be this really happy, loving, outgoing woman. And I don't know who this angry, bitter person is looking at me in the mirror. And so that began my journey to learn and grow and to change and to figure out how to be happy. And I had a friend at the time who was dying of ALS and he was happier dying than I was living my life. And I was like, huh, I am doing something wrong. Because if you can figure out how to be happy dying, I sure as hell should be able to figure this out. Yeah. And so with him and other spiritual teachers and podcasts and books and workshops and events, I dove into everything I could find to figure out how to do this. And when I did, it changed everything for me.
0: Wow. That's amazing. It's also, it's really good. You did not smother your husband,
1: no, um, but didn't. I did leave him. I didn't smother him though.
0: Awesome. Um, that's such a powerful story. Just that like how that happened for you. And so that was your driver, I'm assuming, you know, behind your whole soul journey.
1: Yep. Yep. And realizing that it's a journey, it's not a destination that we get to. It's an ongoing lifelong thing that I'm committed to. I'm committed to my journey of learning and growing and healing. And there's always deeper levels to that. There's always more to learn and to grow and to heal and to let go of.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that too. And I love that you said it's about the journey because that's one thing I talk about a lot is that we can set goals but you can't associate that goal with happiness right it's about the journey to get there it's about the journey to achieve something or to grow in life it's not about
1: achieving that one thing and then you're happy then exactly because so many people get to that one thing that they think is going to make all the difference and then they get there and they're still not happy and they're like okay well now what now maybe if i get the next thing then i'll be happy and i'll get the next thing and i'll be happy And Wayne Dyer has an amazing analogy for that. He said he lost his keys inside of the house one day and the power went out and he looked out the window and he saw that there was a street light outside. So he went outside to go look for his keys because there was more light out there. And his neighbor comes walking by and says, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm looking for my keys. He says, okay, I'll help you look for them. Where did you lose them? And he says, well, I I lost them in the house. He's like, well, why are we out here looking? He's like, you can't find something out here that you've lost in there. And so when we've lost something inside of ourselves, we go looking outside of ourselves to find something, to fill it, to fix it, whether it's shopping or wine or exercise or too much work. There's so many things that we look outside of ourselves thinking that will bring our happiness when really it's something inside of us we need to work on.
0: I love that. Um, And I I really focus on mindset. Like mindset is my jam and I love it. And I know you're huge on mindset. Um, Can you talk to us a bit more about mindset? And I know we talked once about mindset and health and just how to use your mind to live a life that you love and be healthy and all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, it was huge for me because as I began to work on myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, my health improved. So my back pain went away. My aches and pains went away. I never got sick anymore. I was so much more healthy after working on my internal stuff that it it affected my physical body in a huge way. And so I almost never get sick. I've gotten sick once in about six years now. Wow. Yeah, no That's colds, incredible. no flus, no nothing. I'm really, really healthy. And so I really believe that mind-body physical, spiritual connection that we're all connected. It's all one.
0: Wow. I like it. Um, So what is it you do so that you don't get set? Like, is it a mantra? Is it affirmations? Is it stuff you're saying? Is it meditating? Is it all of
1: it together? Yeah, it's probably all of it together. I'm not a super routine person that I would say I do this every single day. I'm not like that. And you know, do I wish sometimes I could be a little bit more scheduled like that in the morning? I'm like, I'm going to journal today. And then I started working and I didn't journal. So, um, it's just going with the flow, but definitely changing the dialogue I have in my head. So, you know, that constant dialogue that you used to have of, you know, replaying things over and over again. Um, You know, beating ourselves up, criticizing, thinking about all the things that went wrong, all of those things in my head don't usually exist anymore. There's a lot of quiet in there. There's a lot of peace. There's just a lot of positivity, believing in myself, believing in my journey, believing in my future, that everything's happening for me, that there's infinite possibilities available to me. So it's just that whole shift of seeing what's great and beautiful and amazing instead of what we typically look at as what's wrong, what's not working, what I don't have and what's not good enough.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you have any tips for people, you know, that are going through fear and they have those negative thoughts um, they're scared. I don't, maybe they have something big at work going on and they're scared. Maybe it's something in their relationship. They're scared to talk about. Do you have any tips that you use with people or sh- you can share with us to kind of help people move through their fears?
1: Mm-hmm. I do a lot of talks actually on fear. And what we don't realize is fear is imagined. Fear isn't real. Mm-hmm. Danger is real, but fear is imagining something could happen. Imagining an outcome that hasn't yet happened. So it's not real. It doesn't exist. It may not ever exist, but we're anticipating the worst, right? What if it doesn't work? Okay. Well, there's a whole nother side of the coin of what if it doesn't does work, what will that bring your life? And are you willing to feel the fear and do it anyway? So I love the saying that courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. And what comes on the other side of that is so much more rewarding when it wasn't something easy because when you accomplish an easy goal, you're like, "Meh, that was, you know, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But when you do the things that you are scared crapless to do and you do it and it doesn't, all those fears never actually happened, it's so much more fulfilling. Yeah. And so for me, the big illustration and that was starting my business. I was a single mom. I had a job that I loved and then we had a partnership ownership, um, dispute. There was dissension in the ranks and it became a really unhappy, unhealthy place to be. And so I unexpectedly lost my job and I was like, all right, the universe has a plan for me. There'll be another job coming. There was no jobs coming. There was not an email, a phone call. There was no possibilities on the horizon. And so my decision was to start my business. It was the passionate thing that I've always wanted to do. But I was terrified. I was a single mom. I had a mortgage. I had two teenage daughters that shop at Sephora. Like, this wasn't a realistic option for me. But I felt the fear and I did it anyway. And I remember the day that I hired my business coach, which was a huge investment for a single mom that's not working. But I really believed that if this was my mission in life, if this was what I was meant to do, that I had to take that leap of faith and that the universe would support that when I took that leap. And it all worked out the money showed up for the coaching, the business came, things unfolded more amazing than I ever imagined. And not one fear that I had came true. Wow.
0: I have chills. (laughs) I actually (laughs) am just listening to your story. I fear is such a crazy thing. Like I find it, you know, it does, it holds so many people back. And I always try and approach it thinking, you know, fear, when you have this fear, it's like, you're trying to tell the future. Like when you're saying, what if something bad happens? That's you trying to predict the future and we can't do that, right? We don't know what's going to happen and put more energy into the other outcomes, right? And what you think, where you put your attention on, that's what's going to happen in your life. Like I really, really believe that. So I fear is just such a fun topic for me because I think I, I, it's sad how many people don't show up for themselves in their lives and other people because they're so afraid
1: no absolutely it is the biggest stealer of joy and dreams and they have done studies of people that are dying in you know at the end of their life and they say what do you regret and they say i regret the things i didn't do mm-hmm. not the things that i did do yeah. and so if you we don't know when our last day on this earth is. Do you want to die with regrets? Do you want to die with dreams in your heart that you never did? Cause you were scared. Like what if something might happen or what if like Mary down the road judges what I'm doing, who cares? Like who cares? (laughs) Just like get out of your head and let go of what everybody else thinks. And I posted something the other day and there was such a huge response to it. And I remember the day where this, this elder man had said to me, I don't care if everybody likes me. And I was like, what? Like that concept to me was unfathomable that I thought everybody had to like you. And he's like, no, you can't please everybody in the world. Do you want to live your life for you or for other people? And I was like, Oh, everyone doesn't have to like me. So much easier to live in the world if I don't have to impress everybody. The people that are meant to find me will find me. The people that are meant to come to me as clients and, and, connections will come to me because I'm me. And the people that don't, it's not personal. It's not about me. It's just, I just trust that whoever's meant to be in my world will be in my world and whoever's not, it's okay.
0: Absolutely. That is so true. I mean, I, one of the biggest dream killers in the world is the fear of other people's opinions. People are so afraid of being judged and they want their approval. And it holds again, so many people back in life. And talking about fear, fear, it's not even fear of failure that people are scared of. It's fear of how other people judge them on this failure. Mm-hmm. Like that really scares them the most. And it's so, if you, if you can just, you know, not care and forget about all these other people's opinions of you, they're not going to be there in the end when you have the regret. They're not going to be there in the end when they, you're upset, you didn't fulfill your dreams the way you wanted to.
1: No, and I don't believe there is failure. I believe Mm. they're all learning opportunities. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world, they failed in the terms of failure, and they failed often, and they failed big. Like Walt Disney went bankrupt twice before he created Disney. He didn't let that stop him. He didn't let the fear of what are other people going to think, or they told me I wasn't good enough. They told Oprah she wasn't good enough. They told... uh, Magic Johnson, I think that he wasn't a good basketball player. Like all of these people have been told you can't do the thing that you want to do. And they're like, I don't really care what you say. I'm doing it anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the same thing. Like when you fail at something, it's really an opportunity for growth and for development in your life. That's where you stop and you learn and you grow from it. I, I think if you don't fail, you're not really moving forward in life. You're doing what's too easy.
1: Mm -hmm. And here was like a key learning for me because so many times people describe a relationship that ends, it was a failed relationship or it was a failed marriage. And so you carry that guilt and shame that it failed. And so I believe because my marriage failed, I failed. So therefore I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. And so somebody said to me one day, he said, Michelle, just because something ends doesn't mean it fails. It just ended. And now something new can start. And that let go of so much shame for me around that, that things ending aren't failures. We are just meant to move on to something different.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, I love that. That is so powerful. That's so Yeah, because how
1: many people carry that shame of divorce or a relationship ending that it failed and then they're a failure and that's not the case. Not everyone was meant to be in your life forever.
0: Mm -hmm. And even think of people who've been laid off of jobs before (laughs) I failed at my job, I got fired or laid off or, and they, they view themselves as as a failure when really, you know, this is an opportunity to do something different or try something you love. And there's so many entrepreneurs that I've met on my journey that have been laid off or they've been fired. And it was the best thing that ever happened to them. And they might have known it at first, but now they're like, this was the best thing that's ever happened.
1: Yeah. And when you can live life with that trust that I don't get it now, but down the road one day I will see that this was for my highest good Mm -hmm. and I can be grateful for it. Had anybody said while I was going through my divorces, would you be grateful for this one day? I would say absolutely not. The first time I was pregnant with my, with my second daughter and I had a three-year-old baby and I had to figure out how to put my life back together. But now I can say I'm grateful for those experiences because they led me to where I am today. And it gives me experience to help other people that are struggling. Just last night, I ended up speaking to a lady on Facebook who's going through a separation with young kids right now. And she's terrified and she doesn't know she's going to be okay. And I'm there to share with her, you will be okay. I went through it. I was pregnant. I had little babies and I was okay. And you'll be okay with, with me and I will help you. Wow. So Michelle, do you work only with women? Uh, Mostly, but I do have men that come to my workshops as well. Um, So I don't ever turn them away because I totally love and respect men that are willing to show up and learn and grow. And I'm really lucky now that my fiance, Travis Belanger is a coach for men. So when we have men, he can work with them. I can work with women. We can still do our own individual things because there's things girls like to do that guys don't. And we talk a different language and then we come together and we do things with couples. We do things with men and women. Um, so we have the opportunity to help both at the same time. That's perfect. It's like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So if if there's any women listening or men listening and they want to reach out to him, his business is called Men on Fire with Travis Belanger.
0: And are do you guys only support people in Edmonton or do you do like... On -on one-on-one coaching anywhere with people like over the phone, over Zoom? Yeah,
1: our Zoom. Yeah, our Zoom, we can coach people anywhere. We have traveled to speak. I've spoken in Saskatchewan, I'm speaking in Winnipeg this spring. Um, I've done some stuff in BC and Calgary. So I would love to expand that because I know there's people everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's in the process of expanding that. That's awesome. You can get, get, reach
0: out to more people. Mm -hmm. Difference in more lives. So I do want to ask, or I want you to speak on one thing, um, because it was your Facebook live. I think it was yesterday and it was so powerful and I loved it. It just spoke to me because it's everything I believe in. And you were talking about women specifically and you know, the lies we believe about ourselves and we feel like we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. And we always have to look good and we always have to feel like we have to be perfect all the time. So can you just share with us just kind of that same message a little bit? Cause it's,
1: it was just really impactful. I hear that all the time. Doesn't matter how successful, how skinny, how smart, how wealthy, how not. The women that I speak to, it's, it's universal that we all have this dialogue going on in our head in one way or another that we're not good enough. We're not good enough. We don't feel worthy. We don't feel pretty enough. We don't feel smart enough. We compare ourselves to everybody. And if you can understand that comparison is the killer of all joy. Because if you choose to compare, there will be always somebody in the world that has something more than you or has something bigger or has something smaller. So you're, you're setting yourself up to fail every time you compare and we're all unique and we're all different. Imagine if we were all like Stepford wives, and we all look the same and talk the same and act the same. That would be so boring. Mm -hmm. We all are meant to be unique and to celebrate what's unique and different about us. And when we look at another woman, we see the beauty in them. We can admire them and compliment them and see their, their beauty for what they, it, what they are and who they are, yet we don't look at ourselves the same way. We yeah. don't talk to ourselves the same way. So here's a great question for listeners, and I ask this in my workshop all the time, and the, the reaction is so funny. Would you hang out with yourself if you had to be your own friend? Wow. That is a great question. And most people say no, because they're so mean to themselves. They're so cruel. If your friend was having a bad day, would you go, you're such an idiot and you're such a failure and I can't even believe you did that? No, you would never say that to them. Yet, we say that to ourselves on an ongoing daily basis. And- We don't even know that that's even happening. It's just such a default in the background. And until you bring awareness that that's not how it's supposed to be, that that voice in your head, you don't have to listen to it. And you have the ability to reprogram that dialogue that's going on inside of you, to change it to, I'm awesome, I'm amazing, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm enough, just the way I am. And that's the kind of person you would wanna hang out with. So, we nickname that little voice in your head um, Linda. So, do you remember years ago there was that video of that little boy and his mom was yelling at him? And he's like, No, Linda, Linda, honey, listen. (laughs) We nickname that voice Linda. Every time you start hearing it, you're like, Linda, listen. That's not how I'm going to talk to myself. Linda, listen. It's not what we're going to say and change it to something more positive, more kind, more loving that you would say to your best friend. If you would say to even a stranger sitting with you, you would, you would say kind and positive things. Mm -hmm. So we need to start talking to yourself that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm actually giving a talk on that next week, all
1: about the way you speak to yourselves. Oh, it's it's huge, but we don't even know it's a thing. Oh yeah. Right. And you can't fix what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Some
0: that people don't even realize their self-talk like they don't even take the time to listen to what they're saying
1: to themselves no because who tells you to listen to that you just think that's how everyone's internal dialogue goes it's just it's so normal to you that you don't even think of it differently um here's another exercise we do too is to close your eyes and imagine feeling like so loved like how you would love your kids or how you would love your pet. It's so unconditional, right? Like you don't look at your, your pet and go, you know what? Like your butt looks really fat. (laughs) You just don't (laughs) do that. Right. You just love them for who they are. And then take all of that love that you feel towards them and turn it on yourself. Wow. Because we're not used to experiencing that much love from ourselves to ourselves. Mm. It's a really great practice. And for a lot of people, it feels uncomfortable because they've never done it, yeah. but we need to love ourselves as much and more than we love everybody else in our life. But women, especially put ourselves last, I will give to everybody everything till I am depleted and I have nothing left to give. And I've sacrificed everything for them. Cause that makes me a good woman and a good mom and a good person. But really, it's the opposite. Just like they say on the plane, put your oxygen mask on first because you can't help anybody if you're not helping yourself.
0: Yeah, that's it's so true. And I just, I love everything you've said. And that exercise, I'll ask, like, do women get really emotional? Like, is there, I could just, even just the way you describe it, I could just imagine, you know, really like tears flowing and that uncomfortness at first. And then when they start to really feel the love, Mm -hmm. breakthroughs I'm sure happen all the time.
1: Yeah, a lot of times. And a lot of people really um, realize how closed off they are. Mm -hmm. And so just in the last, we did the love journey last week and a couple of women had said how closed off they really realized they were to love because that felt so foreign and so awkward that they have closed off and aren't allowing and receiving that love that they realize now that they, their work is to open up more and to allow and to receive that. And we also do an exercise where we have to go around and hug three people in the room. And then we say, was it easier to give the hug or receive the hug? And most people are like, I didn't receive the hug. I just gave the hug. And so it's hard for us to receive love. It's hard for us to ask for help. So it's, it's the letting in of the love as much as giving the love. And we are so focused on taking care and being caregivers Mm -hmm. that we forget that there's the whole other side of the receiving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that women, I know for myself, I find this a lot, like personally, but just speaking with all these women you work with, do you find that it's
1: hard for women to receive compliments? Oh, that's an exercise we're doing tonight. So. hopefully none of the ladies, well, no, this won't be out tonight, but we do an exercise of how to receive a compliment because we don't know how to do it. We deflect it. And we're like, oh, this old thing Mm. or, oh no, it's not really that great. Or, oh, I haven't washed my hair in days. If someone says your hair looks good, like we have to deflect, or we feel like we have to give a compliment back. And so we have to do an exercise where all they can do is breathe it in, hear what the person said. And the only response allowed is thank you. Wow. That would, be,
0: that. that would be difficult. And I know like my husband says to me all the time, why can't you just take a compliment? I'm just trying to compliment you. And I, oh, I stop. And I think I'm like, why is it so difficult? And I try and notice, you know, in, in different situations and scenarios that I'm in, like other women, like how are they reacting? And I find it's so deflective, exactly what you said. And it's just,
1: why do you think that is? Because we, have a programming from the time that we're little. Don't be conceited. Don't be arrogant. Don't think you're too great. Don't think too much of yourself. And we're always knocked back down. You know, if a little girl's like, oh, look at me. I'm so beautiful. I'm so pretty. They're like, no, don't talk like that because people think you're conceited and arrogant and stuff. And so we're told to feel less than, to play down who we are. We are not brought up to celebrate how amazing and awesome and unique and beautiful and perfect we are that is not language that most people would use to describe themselves so when I get a compliment Travis said something to me today he's like babe you're so amazing I'm like yeah I am I'm freaking awesome
0: that's awesome that's what we need to do
1: yeah so begin to practice that when somebody gives you a compliment it will feel so foreign first you can say thank you and then you can begin to go yeah I am." Thanks for acknowledging that. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Because okay. it feels good to give a compliment and when someone doesn't receive it and they deflect it, it's like giving a gift and somebody gives it back to you and says I don't want it. That's
0: so true. That is really true. And I think I, for my, myself now I'm going to that's how I'm going to think of it. Right? Like it's almost insulting to not just take the compliment
1: it is it's like trying to love someone and they don't let you love them it feels like rejection to the other person and so to just allow them to and here's a whole other thing that we talk about travis and i both is understanding what masculine energy and feminine energy is and so we both have both in our bodies and so it's like how the balance of the yin and the yang symbol So we have predominantly more feminine, less masculine. Men will have more masculine, less feminine, and they fit together perfectly. So it's being able to navigate that. And so feminine energy is the receiving. So our bodies are designed to receive. Men's bodies are designed to give in procreation, in sex, in all of that. So that's what our feminine energy is, is the receptivity and of the allowing. Men like to go out and typically they hunt, they provide, they get things, they do things. And then we receive that from them. Same with love energy. So when we're in a relationship with someone, a man is trying to love us and we're not because we're independent and I don't need you and I can do it myself. We're robbing his masculine energy of serving us in a way that they're innately designed to do. They're designed to take care of us and wanting to do those things. And we, when we don't allow them, we don't allow them to love us the way they were designed to. So when you can understand the flow of that energy in a relationship, Travis loves to take care of me, not because I can't do it, not because I'm not capable, but because that's how he shows me he loves me. And I absolutely let him do those things because that's how he feels loved. Wow. Wow.
0: That I didn't, I never understood that I didn't know that, and you that just really like hit home for me. That makes a lot of sense, and I think when people understand that, like sometimes, like t- taking a look at your relationship, maybe you have arguments and you don't really know why, but that, like just listening to what you're saying, I'm like, oh, th- this makes so much sense.
1: Your like, your face was problem? priceless. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I no idea. I know and we teach couples workshops we're doing actually a couples retreat day together to help couples understand how to do that dance together and how to work together to love and support and give and receive and what does that look like for your partner because it's different for everybody and it changes as your relationship grows so how to have those intentional conversations to know how to connect better how can I support you how can I love you what does that look like for you those are all things that we talk about because those are conversations we never have.
0: Mhm. Wow. So you guys do a lot of amazing events and I saw you do a retreat, you just said you're doing a couples retreat, but you've done like just women retreats before. I think you did one in Arizona.
1: Yeah, we went to Sedona, Arizona and we went hiking in um the vortexes there and it's freaking amazing. Oh,
0: it's so I love that part of the world the country it's so beautiful there
1: it's magical there It's, there's not even a word to describe the energy and the magic there it's so beautiful so is this something you do every year i've done it the last 2 years i haven't decided on my retreat location this year i'm still trying to figure that out i the last 2 years i felt super guided like sedona was where i had to be and i had to go i haven't felt that guidance yet so i'm just trying to sit with where that's supposed to be but yeah, we'll do something. I'm doing, um, an advanced retreat in Kelowna in June. Yeah. A weekend retreat at a beautiful, uh, yoga space in Kelowna. So that's another cool thing that we've coming up.
0: Nice. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This has been amazing and just like eye opening. And I just love everything that you do in the world. Everything you've shared with us, you've shared some really great tips. Is there any other like last comments or tips or anything you want to share with
1: us? Oh, so many. Um, Or multiple. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. Um, To just know that your circumstances don't define you. They don't define the path and the outcome that can be for you. So even if you've had challenges, even if life has been rocky up until now, you have the ability to make changes And when you do, you can create the most amazing life that's beyond your wildest dreams. And so I want people to have that hope that there is something more, there is something possible and there's something available. And if you don't know how to get there, if you don't know what that looks like, I would love to support that journey with you and share with you the learnings, the teachings, the education that I have along with my experience of how, when you put that into action, it actually works really quickly and it it shifts and changes things really quickly. So if you are wanting to explore that further, you can reach out to me on my website, souljourney.co. All my events are listed on there. So if you want to connect with us either in the Edmonton area or on one of our retreats or the online things that that I do, um, definitely reach out and you can sign up for my newsletter on the website. And when you do, you get a free gift and it's um, sharing with you the three things that women do that steal their happiness. So it's a great little tidbit of information to get you started, to really identify some of the things that are getting in the way of creating that life and creating that happiness for yourself. I
0: love it. And are you on social media? Can like Instagram or Facebook, where can we all find you?
1: Yeah, I'm on both Uh, soul journey transformations is where you'll find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And then Facebook, it just says Michelle Bateman soul journey transformations. And I post most of my stuff on Facebook. There's tons of videos. There's all the events. Um, I share quotes and just things to keep you inspired each day, things to keep you thinking, things to you know provoke new thoughts and new ideas like you said the the one that you listened to yesterday was just like oh yeah we need to remember that we need to be reminded on an ongoing basis oh yeah that dialogue with myself and we call it the crazy bus so my clients will be like yeah I was on the crazy bus yesterday or I was on the crazy bus all week and I was like well you know there's a little bell on the bus you can ring it you can get off you don't have to stay on that crazy train of thought all the time <laughs> that you have the ability to get off and, and change that for yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. You post really incredible stuff. I love following you. I love the posts. I love your quotes. I love all the stuff you just write and you get really personal and just share your experiences, but in a way that we can relate to. Right. So it's like, Oh, like you're so relatable. This has happened to me. I can, I get this. Like,
1: yeah, I'm pretty transparent and I like to just share because often what I'm going through, other people are going through Mm -hmm. and Travis is the same. We'll share our, you know, we do videos together where we talk about things that might come up between us and how we navigate those conversations. So we don't ever try to pretend like we have this perfect life and and nothing ever goes wrong and, and life is always easy. It's like, Hey, here's what's coming up. Here's what's going on. Um, you know, I just finished, um, two and a half weeks of bed rest and so sharing that journey of the struggle of what that's like especially as an entrepreneur we're used to like go and accomplish and do and having to rest is sometimes challenging so sharing what I'm going through just helps other people and there's you know I like to be really vulnerable and honest and share because I believe that's how we connect with people.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it and can you share with us for the men out there where they can find Travis?
1: Yeah, he's on um, Facebook and Instagram under Men on Fire Coaching with Travis Belanger and his website is just in the process of being finished and it's uh menonfire.co.
0: Perfect. I love it. Thank you, Michelle, so much. This has been Thank such you a for pleasure. Me.
1: That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: If you like what you hear on the Trudy podcast, hit subscribe and head over to our website at thetrudylifestyle.com and learn more about what we do.